Being a pro at 18, first of all, is a massive accomplishment, mm -hmm. right? But from being this young 18 year old with this vision to now having your own sneaker line with Nike, like how does it even happen? A lot of hard work, <laughs> taking a lot of challenges. I've been betting on myself my entire life. I've been doubling down, doubling down, doubling down because I believe in my ability. Um, I'm a God-fearing man, so I have faith, you know what I mean? And that's what it takes, you know what I mean? Like, you can't not be afraid. And we were talking about fear earlier. You can't be fearful, like, to go out and ride or go out and mm. chase that thing. Um, and then, two, you can't be afraid to dream as big as possible and put the work into it, like, to go accomplish that. Like, being relentless, being unapologetic. Welcome to another episode of The Crown Prince of Brooklyn. I got right. a special, special friend, special guest, right. the one and only Nigel. What up, what up? Popping, bro. We're here. Nigel, what's Talk good, brother? What's good? Life is amazing. We're blessed. I mean, <laughs> you're smiling from ear to ear. Life is good. <laughs> you hooked me up, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> but it's also shout out to, you know, I, you know that I'm very close to my family. Right. Shout out to your mom and the family. And I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things to help you get to the next level is being grounded. Can you tell me a little bit more about that dynamic? For sure, for sure man. Like for me, it's always like family first. You know what I mean? Like throughout life when things got weird or difficult or just challenging, um, going back home and being around my family, my mom, my brother, my dad, um, that was the place that I found peace yeah. Um, joy, comfort, mm. and was able to reset and go back out into the world. Um, and even now, like before we started, I was on the phone, my mind just catching right. up, talking about life, talking about stuff like that. So our family's everything, and I'm sure it's the same for you, right? I mean, that's, it's so easy for people to, you know, chase after what you've already accomplished. Mm. But for the people that to keep you grounded from, between family and the close friend group that you have, I mean, that's what helps you get to those next levels of course of course man like it's even something as simple as like having a conversation about like something that's challenging throughout your day you yeah. know what i mean like i'll call someone like greg or ralphie or you whatever like yo this is what's going on like I just want your opinion on yeah it, you know what i mean and having having an amazing inner circle it's a huge part of why i'm still here <laughs> my, of my success um of, of being grounded like it's it's not enough words I can explain how important no, it's, I mean, for sure. this circle is. So, I mean, in this room right now, I have a Nigel Sylvester poster <laughs> of you biking, a right. pair of Nike sneakers, right, another pair of these Jordans, <laughs> these new Jordans. I wish I wish people could, could see it over this microphone, Man. but I mean, these are just sick. They're crazy, bro. How did, how did you get to this point? <laughs> how the hell did you get to this point? Because Man. many, many people try, Mm -hmm. only one or two actually do what you do. Right, right. Um, so give us a little story about how you got started. You're an athlete, what type of sport? Of course, man. Um, I truly feel at this point I was destined for it. Mm. You know, I feel I was like made, designed, <laughs> and programmed to do exactly like what I'm doing right now. You know, um, I started riding bicycles as, as a kid. I was four years old in my grandmother's driveway, riding my big wheel around. And every summer um having a bicycle was like a, an extension of me it was That's something right. i had to have it was important so you were biking since four years old yeah since four years old man i was riding like my big wheel in my grandmother's driveway and each year i got a bigger bike or a different bike sure. each summer you know what i mean 
Um, shout out to my parents and <laughs> for holding it down. Yeah. They, they did as much as they possibly could. They couldn't do everything, but it did as much as possibly could. And I'm forever grateful for that. But um, the bicycle, it, it turned from just a hobby to something I really enjoy doing um, to a love and almost like an, an obsession, an right? Would you say obsession? Obsession at this point. You I'm almost have to be obsessed with the craft to get to the levels that we're talking about right of now. Of course. I'm, I've definitely became quickly obsessed with with bicycle riding, you know what I mean? And like, if it, it was that feeling of riding my bike as fast as I possibly can, like right. down the street and like gripping the handlebar super tight, both both feet planted on, on the pedals, wind blowing through my face and like hitting a curb cutting, like getting some air or popping a wheelie and having like that front wheel up as long as possible. Um, those type of feelings became like things that like I needed to do. Yeah, but how did you do so that you weren't scared? Because when I think of wheelie, I think I'm breaking my head. <laughs> and especially back in the day when we were growing up, mm -hmm. for those that don't know, uh, you grew up in the streets of Queens, right. New York City. Mm -hmm. So these aren't just like regular streets. This right. is busy roads. Right. These are roads. It's a loud streets. <laughs> There's cars and shit everywhere. <laughs> cars everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know what it is? Like, I think as a kid, your perception of fear is way less. Yes. You know what I mean? So as a kid, you're not even thinking about being crashing and getting hurt like yeah. that, right? Like, you're just thinking about accomplishing it, mm. accomplishing whatever that is that's, that's in, that's, in your mind. Right. And that's what it was to me where like, I didn't think about fear. I didn't think about falling. And if I did fall, it was about, okay, get, get back up. And now I realize what not to do. Right. And I use falling down. I use failure as a tool to learn. Mm. Um, and that stayed with it's me. It's a lesson. It's not a right. failure. It's a lesson. It's a lesson. You either right. do the right thing or you learn from right. whichever learn route. How, learn how to do the right thing. Yeah. And I just continue to use those things. Um, to, to get better and better. And that that evolved as I evolved, right? I didn't really think about failing. I don't think, I think about, okay, like if I, if I don't accomplish it, it's gonna be a lesson I learned and I'm gonna keep it and going. And what's another way of going about it? Exactly. And so at, at what point did you become pro? At what point did you right. take your, your love and passion to mm -hmm. being like the best at what you do? Right. Um, so when I was about like 12 years old, I was like, man, like, I want to take BMX riding serious. And I would like beg my parents to take me to the skate park. And it took me a couple of times, but like I needed to be around the BMX culture. Mm. And that culture really wasn't happening in Jamaica, Queens, like Lawrence and Queens. There were kids who rode and stuff, but a lot of those kids, like once they got like learner permits, they got cars and like they put the bike down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but for me, it was like, nah, I, I love this. Like I needed I to needed, continue. I need to continue doing it. So I, I started to leave my neighborhood to sort out other kids who were riding BMX and BMX culture. And I started to go to like Owl's Head Skate Park, which is not too far from here, mm -hmm. Bay Ridge. That's cool. I would go to like a Malali Skate Park in the Bronx. And I started to meet other kids from New York City who rode BMX. Mm -hmm. And we started to share information. And from hanging out with these kids, I learned how to, like the path on becoming a professional BMX athlete. Um, and when I was 17, I got my first break. Um, there was this filmer, um, from like from Brooklyn, um, who, who came back to New, he would come to New York like every summer and mm -hmm. like find like the next kid coming up and, cool. and highlight them. So kudos to him for even like, what's his name? His name is Glenn Milligan. Let's shout out to Glenn. Um, and so like he came back to like New York one year and, um, I happened to be one of those kids that mm -hmm. were coming up. I was hungry, bro. Like, I wanted it so bad. And he gave me opportunity 
to be in a, in, in a BMX video that, that he was filming. And at that point in time, it was DVDs. So he would film all the content and burn it to DVDs. And then they would like- For those it. that don't know what DVDs are, it's those <laughs> round discs. Those I mean, round we have a lot of millennials discs. that are like, what's a DVD? What's the DVD right? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, man, we go way back. Right, we go back. And a bicycle is the thing where you hold on and you gotta actually push with your legs. A lot of people just take Ubers and ride the car. <laughs> Everyone's on like like electric bikes now. It's just like, I'm talking about real bicycles. Yeah. And not a city bike. No, nah, like a real- Like a real like off-roading bike. You know what I mean? Um, so he gave you the first break, Glenn. Yeah, he gave my first break. He put me in this video, and that was my introduction to the BMX industry. Mm. And seeing myself in a video, that only motivated me 10 times more because now I got my first taste of success within the BMX industry. Um, and then him and I became really close friends, and I started flying out to LA to go hang out with him and go film and stuff oh, with him, cool. um, which was super dope. And then the following year, um, we were filming another video, which in this, in this, in this, in this following video, he would have given me, he gave me a full part in the video. Um, so I would compare that to like a musician's like doing an album, right? Oh, wow. It's like a full body of work that takes you about a year to like put together. And throughout the process of filming for that part, I met Dave Mirror. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Dave Mirror is, Dave Mirror is like, not even like, he's like the Michael, like he's like the Michael Jordan of BMX. Wow. You know what I mean? Like what like what Michael Jordan is to basketball, Dave Mary is to to BMX. And um I met like I met Dave and Dave was starting a new company called Miracle Bikes. And he was looking for riders. And he and we met, we clicked, and I would say like a month or two later, he called me, like, listen, I'm starting this company. I want you to sign as like the second wow. BMX athlete to the brand and I'm going to turn you pro. And that's how I became professional. Like Dave, Dave Mirror signed me. Can I ask a question? When I think of You're BMX, questions right yes, I, I got to be respectable. <laughs> you can ask me a question too. <laughs> this is a conversation. This isn't an interview. But um, when I think of riding a bicycle, I think of breaking your hand, your face, your leg. Like, were there any injuries throughout this process? Let me ask you a question. Yes. Why do you associate being hurt with riding bicycles in the capacity which I do? Um, the speed, mm -hmm. the um, level of technique, mm -hmm. the jumps, the turns, using New York City as, as your playground, mm -hmm. almost your canvas, right. and riding between cars, on top of cars, like mm -hmm. you, you have no limits. Right. Do you, There's a potential of a possible injury there. Right. Do you do you do you look at traditional sports like basketball and football and baseball in the same exact way? Probably BMX at a higher level. Why? Uh, because you're not. Well, I, I guess if you grew up in it, it's like it's like <laughs> your your, your, like, your your second set of legs, right? Right. Like and like that's like that's the thing that like I think hockey is just as right probably like hockey, impactful. Right. See, and, and like that's part of what like I'm. Like I'm doing now, right? Is dismantling the exactly. misconceptions around BMX riding, right? If you think about football, right, and you think about a running back coming through a hole, and there's a 320 pound line truck coming to take your head off, yeah, that's pretty dangerous. <laughs> football is a dangerous sport. You know what I mean? If you think about basketball, the night I was watching like the Lakers versus uh, the Warrior game, and like Anthony Davis is like in the post, and I think Looney or somebody came down and elbowed him in the head, and he had to walk walk out the game. Yeah. That's pretty dangerous, right? No, like, you're 100% <laughs> right. I have in the, right behind you, Lance Stevenson right. from China called me because somebody elbowed him, knocked mm -hmm. out his tooth. Right. So it's I, pretty dangerous, yeah, yes. right? Like, 
the way the, the way I look at it, it's like all sports are dangerous because they're physical things. But like, mm-hmm. and you're playing and you're participating at the highest level possible. Right. Right. BMX is no different. Right. Like when when I go out and ride, it's a it's a it's an art form to me in a sense. Where and it's a it's a strategic thing. The same way that like a football player or a basketball player, whever has like a play that they run. Mm. It's the same thing with BMX where like I run a play exactly. and that's how I approach wow. it. And I practice each part of that play. So when I go out, I'm fully equipped and I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, 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 a element of danger there. Right. You know, if you don't do the right thing, which happens, you could potentially get hurt. But I mean, same thing, like even dentistry, like using sharp tools, fast tools, you cut, right. the, cut your finger, cut your lip, but right. Particularly what you do, your craft, you're an artist. 100%. I think when people think of riding a bike, they think of just riding a bike. Right. You turned riding a bike into an art form. 100%. And you've taken it to like a global, global yeah. Yeah, area. Yeah. I mean, you started, uh, when did Go? Let's get into Go. So um, so Go started in 2015, right? Um, But the, the, the crazy what thing is about Go? it. Why don't you tell maybe the yeah. listeners... What is go? Right. <laughs> we're New Yorkers. I mean, we're right. so used to go, go, go. <laughs> right. So because you're wearing a, a hat, Yankees, yeah, Yankee fitted, right, with a go, go sign, side, a go logo on the side. Yeah. So go is a video series that I started in 2015. Um, Where could people like watch it? Watch it on YouTube. Just um, type in Nigel Sylvester. Type in Nigel Sylvester. Go. It'll, it'll pop up. Fire. Um, and I've and I've I've managed to use social media as one of my most powerful tools to storytell. And to get my message out there, to gain visibility, to garner audience, same way you do, right? Like I love your content. I love how you do like TikToks and like you're singing along, you're dancing, and you're keeping people engaged, right? Exactly. More than the art form of what you do, Mm -hmm. it's actually like you can entertain as well, and you marry the two, which I think is a beautiful thing. So kudos to you. Appreciate you. Um, So I use social media in in a very similar way, right? Where um, I'm showcasing my talent, storytelling, etc. So we started Go in 2015, and I wanted to create a, a, a content franchise that I can showcase every vertical of my brand. So bike riding and sport, travel, art, music, um, my community of friends. Right. right. And I'm very, we have a very Ooh. colorful and vibrant and community. I've, of I've friends. actually spoken about community of friends as being one of the most important tools in your success and people's success in the, in the other podcasts. We had a few other people uh, that we interviewed and we spoke mm-hmm. and literally the, your community and your close knit group of friends is what will make you or break you. hundred percent. Like they always say, like, show me your friends and I'll show you like <laughs> the next 10 years. Yeah. Like, yeah oh, whatever your case is or future. So like, so yeah, man. So I wanted to showcase all these things. And I wanted to do it in a way that I can bring people on the bicycle with me. So we decided to shoot this series from the first person point of view. So the camera's on my body. And it's just crazy. Yeah, it's wild, bro. It's <laughs> wild. And like, I, I'm, I'm super obsessed with, with continuous shots, right? So there's that one shot in Goodfellas where he walks through the kitchen mm-hmm. or to the restaurant mm-hmm. and it's like the camera's rolling the whole entire time. And I love that. And I was like, how do I apply that technique of shooting to ride on my bike? But then take it one step further. How do I take that and go around the world in one shot? So obviously go around the world in one shot would be extremely difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so we decided to use the editing technique where it looks like everything is one shot. So we're able to jump from different different worlds, but it seems and looks seamless. And we put this video together 2015 with, on a shoestring budget. 
um, with the hopes that people would Because I think it. everyone always thinks, oh, I don't have enough funds to create something. Right. It's not about the funds to create something. It's about creating right. with, the ba- with the best capabilities possible with whatever you have at hand. Mm-hmm. And all your videos from when I was watching, it got better and better and right. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, thank you. But you got to put it out. 100%. I feel like, I feel like people talk themselves out of mm. creating stuff. Like you, People can come up with a million different reasons why not to. Yeah. How about that one or two reasons why you should? Mm. And that, that's what it was for us. Where it's like, all I needed was one reason to do it. And that's what we went and did. We put it out, again, on a shoestring budget. And like a lot of times, you don't even need a lot of money to create content, right? You just need a vision and idea and be able to sell that idea to the people around you. That's so right. like my friends, like that, that community of friends that we spoke right. about, these are the people who supported that first Go video. They didn't know what it was going to look like. They didn't know what was going to come out of it. But, but they, they believed in they you. They believed in me. Yeah. And and they believed in what I have, like what I like what I put out in, in in my in my career up until that point. And we put the video out on YouTube, and it went viral in a matter of days. Amazing. Like all people all around the world, different different media outlets all around the world were contacting me like, listen, we love the video. Can, like, can we post it? Can we like reshare it? All these different things. And that's what helped it go viral. And from that point, I was like, okay, we have something very, very, very special here. And we talk, and we, we continue to do these go films around the world. Um, we have one more left in, 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 the, in the first season. And when you put all the videos together, it will look like a seamless. world seamlessly Crazy. <laughs> in one shot, man. So th- these are the big ideas that I'm chasing, you know, I've been chasing for years. So it, for you, it's not just about the craft, but it's the impact. Of course. Um, can we get into the foundation that you're a part of? Right. Because I'm going to segue that with something very special. No, of course. So um, we decided, uh, when I say we, my team and I, we decided to do the Nigel Sylvester Foundation in 2021. So I founded my, my own foundation, um, which is probably one of the best things I've ever done in my career and the most fulfilling things. Yeah. And just like recently, we had an event in, in Queens in a park that I used to ride at when I was a kid park is called Roe Wilkins Park. Mm. And literally I would leave my house, ride to this park, which is probably about a 15 minute bike ride. And I would practice grinds on the benches. I'll jump over the tables. I'll grind the legend. Are those marks still there? Or do you think- Some of them are still be there. <laughs> <laughs> like my friends and I like session that park like consistently. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, we teamed up with with the, uh, with the organization um, SQPA that runs that park. And we did an event called Pedal Forward where it was a community event. We had a kickball game, a flag football game. Not a flag, but like a two-hand touch football game. Um, we gave away bikes to kids, provided food, and right. gave back to the community. So it was a full circle moment for me to come back to the same park that I grew up riding in yeah. to now gift the power of the bicycle um, to kids in that neighborhood. That's so beautiful, man. Uh, thank you. And I'm so proud to be your friend. Uh, I remember when you announced that foundation, right. your mother was actually in my <laughs> chair and we were both sitting there. We, we were, I forgot what channel was it. It was channel 11, it 7, was. like one of the whatever, news channels. Whatever channel is good more than America. So, so, yeah, so <laughs> I, I turn on the news, your, mom, your mother's in the chair and we're right. watching you, her son, mm-hmm. uh, explain this foundation and, and you know share this this new project that you know you right. took on. You're a busy mm-hmm. guy no, and you, you took on another thing and I just saw how proud your mom was because no, I can't even imagine how scared she was just allowing you to do what you did yeah. and then how proud she is, man. And I'm like... I mean, that's what it's about, like making our parents proud. No, of course. I feel like it's like a full circle moment for her, man, where like when I first started riding BMX and taking it super serious, she didn't really understand what I was doing. She didn't get it. And, and rightfully so, like my mother's from Grenada, like 
like she's an immigrant. I'm a first generation. Um, mm-hmm. So she didn't really understand the sport of BMX and it wasn't where it is now, man. But she gave me the freedom to explore and to be curious and figure it out. And that's all I can ask for. So for me, it's like, man, like making her proud through the things I'm doing with my career. Amen. That's all, that's all I can ask for. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure your parents are very proud of you as well, bro. Like, I mean, listen, it's different generations. Right. What I tried to do when I first started dentistry, mm. and I know my father was not on on board. Like mm. he's like, "Why are you always on your freaking phone? <laughs> Get off your phone or this or that or like, why are you doing? Why are you bringing a horse to the office or like some weird stuff that I would do?" <laughs> but like now, it's like you know, they're like, right. "I get it, yeah, you get it." Now. But it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's your vision and your vision only. Right. Um, what is the difference? Because we, you know, in New York City, the five boroughs, there's a lot of skaters, a lot of bikers. Mm. What is the difference between those two cultures? Um, they're very similar, you know what I mean? Like we, we look at the world very similarly, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, because if you think about the, the objects that we're riding, like especially like street BMX and street skateboarding, these objects are found in the natural environment. So the way we look at the world is very, is very similar, but mm-hmm. it's different to like the normal person because I feel like the normal person may just see a stair set with a handrail. To us, it's like, oh shit, we can grind and down, grind up, we can jump over crazy vision. Like it's it's, wow. it's wild. I would say the big the biggest difference is um it's just two different two different vehicles. You know what I mean? Like one is a board, like a, a wooden board with four wheels that's caved and concave a certain way. And then one is a metal bicycle that has two wheels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, even some of the tricks are the same name. Wow. Like so um this that and then also just the skateboard industries. It's a little bit bigger than the BMX street in industry. Um, but those are like the like really like the main differences. Can I ask you a question? So you became pro at at what age? Eighteen. At eighteen years old, yeah, you're a, a professional. <laughs> Man. I mean, we're still kids at heart, but I'm right. saying like <laughs> always the kid forever. <laughs> I'm never letting go of that energy. Brother, trail, man. being a pro at eighteen, first of all, is a massive accomplishment, mm-hmm. right? But from being this young eighteen year old with this vision to now having your own sneakers, right. sneaker line with Nike. Like, how does it even happen? Man, like a lot of hard work, <laughs> taking a lot of challenges, consistently betting on myself. The other day I told one of my friends, like, I've been betting on myself my entire life. I've been doubling down, doubling down, doubling down because I believe- You haven't wavered from your from who you are. Like you've been consistent with with who you are from day one. From day one, man. Yeah. And again, I, can, I continue to bet on myself. Cause I, cause I believe in my ability. Um, I'm a God-fearing man, so I have faith. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's what it takes. You know what I mean? Like you cannot be afraid. And we were talking about fear earlier. One fear, you can't, like, you can't be fearful like to go out and ride or go out and mm. chase that thing. Um, and then two, you can't be afraid to dream as big as possible and put the work into go like, to go accomplish that. Like being relentless. Being unapologetic, like these are the things. Being that hungry every day, being hungry. I think what happens is when someone gets a little bit of fame or some accomplishment, and they settle down, they go, "Okay, I'm, I'm okay." Right. Like you're hungry. Even today, you're hungry. You've done so much in your life, mm-hmm. and there's so much still in your probably in your mind that you want to accomplish. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm more hungry now than I was when I was a kid. You heard, hundred <laughs> percent. Your appetite is big. It's way bigger now because I, because <laughs> I understand that literally anything is possible, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, I turned pro at 18, I was like, I bet, like, I just want to be like the best. A professional. Like, right, I, yeah. I even want to be a professional. Like when I turned like when I turned pro at 18, I just wanted to be 
a dope BMX rider. Mm. You know what I mean? Now I want to be the greatest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the mindset. Um, and I know it's so much more than just riding my bicycle. I know I can now impact different industries, right? We like, we sit here and these are two of the most like coveted pair of Jordans in the past five years, you know? And they have your name on it. And they have my name on it. Like I helped design the, like, these shoes. Like these shoes tell a story. Mm. These, these shoes reflect my story. Like legit, like are real tangible reflections of my of my grind mm. of my ambition of my friends my family you know like that's what these represent so they're way more than just shoes like they embody like human beings and 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 every on all the hard work that not just myself but my like Family has put in. It's like a trophy, no? Like it is. Like it's like a trophy. These are trophies. Like I don't compete in like contests <laughs> and whatnot. So these are my trophies. <laughs> um, I, mean? I think also just to sh uh, express how creative you are. When people think of like being creative in in writing BMX or being creative in dentistry, it stops there. No, when you're creative, like you're taking your talents and using it throughout every aspect of life. Course. Whether it's designing your own Nike sneaker, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's working with Oakley and designing something with them, mm -hmm. uh, something that you just created was a, a coffee book, yeah, a fire coffee book, right? I, I don't think we have enough of those coffee books. <laughs> <laughs> now it's super dope. Yeah, I signed a book deal with Rizzoli about three years ago, and we released my first coffee table book last year, um, October twenty twenty two. And, um, how did that, that even come into play? Like, <laughs> were you riding a bike and you're like, I need to create a book? Like, how, like, how did you nah. even think of something like that? Because a lot of people, they're like, wow, that's a great idea. Right. There's plenty of great ideas, but you're executing right. on your freaking ideas. No, nah, of course, man. Um, and like, thank you for saying that, bro. We're like, you need a book as well, bro. Because you got a lot of imagery, man. Like, <laughs> you got to do it. And you, are, you know, a lot of people, man. But, um, but no, like, I said, like, each year my eyes got wider and wider and I got more hungry and hungry because mm. I understood what, what possibilities are or like were for me. I understood that those, those were, were limitless, you know what I mean? And every time we were shooting a Go film and we shot seven thus far, my director Harrison, he would just shoot tons of photos. So at a point we realized like, yo, we got about, 2000 photos sitting wow. in the Dropbox. Like we need to do something with this. And funny enough, I was in Miami shooting the Go Miami film and through a friend. Wow, that was a fun video. No, you had Greg in there. I had Greg in there. Yeah, Greg, had... Greg puts a twist on everything. <laughs> Greg had a whole section. <laughs> and like, that was so cool. Gregory, we love you. That was, oh, I love Greg to death. Like, yes, that's my brother. Sir. And like, that was so cool because that was the first time we had a cameo in the film that had more than one moment in the film. Greg had like three or four moments and people loved that entire scene. Yeah. It started off, how did it start off? Espresso um, shot or oh, something? No, or? I was, I was, it started, it started off with me riding on, on, um, on Collins mm. and he pulled up on the side of me in the G-Wagon and was like, yo, throw, like, throw your bike in the car, we out. And Let's then go. like we go to Target and we buy Nerf guns and like, it just keeps going. And it keeps going. And like we have like a like a Nerf gun pool fight. And then like we're like parasailing. It was a whole thing. That <laughs> we eating Joe's lobster, like Joe's crab, yeah. stone crab. On top of the car, yeah. Right. It was it was a whole moment. But no, so like we're in Miami shooting the go like Miami film, which with Greg was in there, Rick Ross was in there, Jay Balvin, Khaled, like 
the yeah, video. Steve Aoki, but that was the Vegas one, right? It was Vegas. Vegas. No, he was in Miami and in Vegas. Wow. Um, but, but yeah, like, that's shout, 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 shout <laughs> to Steve Aoki. He's the man, bro. Um, but no, we're like, we're like, we're shooting at the Go Miami film, and I get a call through another friend, and there's this lady that sh- that's doing a book, and she was like, yo, like, I want to shoot you for my book. It's a book about sneakers. And I was like, cool, like, I'll shoot mm-hmm. the photo for you. Um, but can you introduce me to the people at Rizzoli? She was like, no doubt. <laughs> and that was a trade-off. And that's how wow. I later, man, I parlayed that into signing a book deal and putting a book out. And that's that's also something I want to speak about, right? Like, when you're on your grind and you're trying to figure things out and trying to get to where you're trying to get to, it's not always about money. It's about relationships. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, don't sacrifice a, a, a potential opportunity for, for money. money. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just do certain things that's going to help you get to like the next level that doesn't come with a financial gain. And that's probably one of the dopest examples of that because like it wasn't about the money and at that point for me, it was more mm-hmm. about like, I want to do a book too. Like help help me execute Introduce. it and, I, and then I'm, I'm going to help you. And I've made money off the book, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it wasn't even, you knew that you had a craft and you, you had a vision right? and you knew that as long as you put that vision together and you execute it, it's going to do well. Right. And when we talk about hunger, we don't talk about, oh, I'm hungry for money. No, right, not I'm hungry for impact. I'm, hu- I'm hungry to be better, right, to right. be the best version of myself, 100%. right? Can I ask this uh, other question? There's a lot of young kids, mm-hmm. even older kids, that look up to you, man. You're an icon for a lot of these kids, including mm-hmm. myself. What, what's some advice that you might have for the younger generation of bike riders or athletes or skateboarders or whatever the case is? Mm-hmm. What's something that you might say, like, look out for these few things or don't do this or maybe do it and, and learn from that? Um, don't be afraid to fail. <laughs> you know, like we spoke about that earlier, right? Yeah. It's not a failure, it's a lesson. And those lessons are only going to make you better and sharpen your sword. Um, so I, I would I would start there. Um, also I would say be relentless, like be relentless in your pursuit. No one's going to give you anything for free. No handouts. Like, no handouts. That's right. Like you have to be so relentless. If that means you have to call someone multiple times, do it. Like don't let your ego get in the way. It's like, I tried. It's like, oh, I tried calling that person. I did right. it once. Yeah, I did it once. That's call. not good enough. Call back. Call back again. Hit them on the gram. Hit them in an email, whatever. Be be persistent, you know what I mean? And like consistency over everything. You know what I mean? Like I feel that's that's probably one of my greatest things that I've been able to accomplish throughout my career. I mean, I've been pro now for 17 years. You know what I mean? I've been it's been 17 years already. A long time. Damn, we're old. Right? And it's about, I didn't even, like, <laughs> we, listen, we forever young, baby. That's right. <laughs> but it's about being consistent, right? And every year just getting better, mm. you know what I mean? In some type of sh- shape, form, or fashion. Being even efficient. Being super efficient, learning how to, you know, maximize your time. You, I mean, that's the one thing that I wish I had more of is time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as long as we know how to, like, make the best of every single moment and maximize, like you said, the time, that's what counts. I mean, right. we all right. that's the one thing we all have mm-hmm. is the same amount of time. Right. The same 24 hours. Maximize it, though. You know what I mean? Like, don't. Don't don't waste it and look back in five years like damn I could have did this this and this I like, could have should have would have yeah right, you feel me I'm type of person that I want to turn over every stone like yes see, now see what's happening underneath there and let's do it now let's do it right now <laughs> right now right now let's figure it out now man it's about creating legacy for me so like I want to make sure that when I'm done and was all said and done that people look at the body of work that I've created I'm like damn like he really 
spent his time well and he impacted people. It wasn't it's not just about Selfish making things. shoes. It's not about yeah. like getting financial gains. It's like what kind of impact did like did mm. you leave like on your friends and family, on your community? Like that's super important as and well. And having your family name the way it is. hundred percent. Pristine. <laughs> okay, so you're an extremely talented biker. Uh, you're a creator on a next level type of vibe. Um, but you're also a businessman, right? So yeah. when did you start learning how to build your business? Because obviously people could come and take advantage, right? can mislead you. Mm. How did you kind of navigate that? Because even for myself, I'm still trying to learn. I'm still trying to navigate. And right. not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Not at all. Yeah, not every opportunity is a good opportunity. And I've met a lot of people who try to pull fast ones on me. Um, but... And we didn't allow that to happen, of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm still from Queens. Like, it's good, it's good right? <laughs> Walk with caution. You know what I mean? But um, no, like once, like, once I turned pro when I was 18, man, I got I got thrown into the fire. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the things that I learned came from trial by error. You know what I mean? And, and being in certain rooms. I tell people, like, man, like, I signed to Nike a couple of weeks after I signed to Miracle Bikes. So I was signed to Miracle Bikes at Nike when I was 18 years old. Wow. So I'm sitting in boardrooms and sitting in meetings as an 18 year old kid, you know what I mean? Trying to figure things out. Um, and that, and there was times I made certain mistakes, you know what I mean? Just learning like, like anyone would, but I learned from those mistakes very early, you know, and I was very serious about, about my business, man. I come from a family of, of people who grind super hard, um, who are serious about their business and and hustle hard. And when I say hustle hard, like in a positive way, you know what I mean? For like, sure. You know, again, being relentless. Like put in the hours, put in the hours. In, you know, and then I, and shortly after that, I started to take um, a liking to the business side. I, wa- I, I wanted to be just as successful and dominant on my bike as mm. I was in like the business of what I was doing as well. You, know, you want to take ownership. 100%. I, w- I wanted to understand, okay, like, how does money move? Why does money move in, in, mm-hmm. in that way? How, like, how do I, how do I speak to certain, like, corporations and brands and, and maximize those, those relationships? And not just about me getting everything, but how do I be a good partner and make sure that when they leave the table, that they feel good, I feel good. Wow. Um, and again, I, 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 I attribute that mindset to my career thus far, where it's like a lot of the brand partners I have, I've been with them for a very long time. Um, it's not like, yeah, like I, I'm, I, I do great content and the creative side is amazing. You're looking for longevity. But the business side of what we do is also respected and is proper. And I think that's super important. Um, again, you speak about like Nike and me being signed over there since I was 18 years old. You know what I mean? Like that's for a reason. Yo, I had no you clue know? that you were signed with Nike since 18. Yeah, I've been there for a minute, bro. You know what I mean? And then also other brand partnerships I have, like Mercedes-Benz, I've been with them for five years now. And there's other partners I've been with for a very long time, bro. But that's because the business side of it, I take, I take close, I put close attention to that just mm-hmm. as well as I do on like the bike riding side and then like the creative side of it. Um, and now I'm trying as a, as an entrepreneur, like, that's very important to me, right? Gaining equity in certain brands and thinking about the longevity of my career and of my life. So what do you think the next the next uh projects or what's the next thing on your radar? Cause you've been accomplishing like things from <laughs> from left to right. Like it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. I feel like for me it's about just like being being like consistent, right? Continue to build the Go brand, um, build an IP, 
creating more products, um, working on like on the foundation and increasing that footprint, um, and having fun while I'm doing it, enjoying the moment. Well, you're, you know I mean, mean, every time we go out, you always have a smile on your face. Yeah, I, I think you live in such a positive way too. I think a lot of people could forget that this is hard work, and then you could have some bad days, but you don't let the bad days dictate. Not at all. We Your definitely fucking success. Have, have bad days, bro. Trust me, I've, I've had days. <laughs> some some of those Mondays, man, they'd be tough. Bro. Even Wednesdays, some of those Fridays, bro. Yeah, some of those you up, man. But not letting those days define your your success or define your outcome, right? You got to roll with the punches, right? Yeah. Similar to a basketball game, where you may miss five three points, but you got to just forget about those and just keep shooting. You know, and keep and like keep shooting your shot is what I'm gonna say as well, man. Like, don't let those setbacks or, or, or when things look a little a little like blurry to let that like d- defer you from like what's really important. You know what I mean? That's just the hurdles you have to go over. That's right. And 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 conquer if if you want to truly achieve success in whatever it is that, that you're doing. Well I cannot wait to see a documentary movie made about <laughs> your freaking life and, and your hard work and the sneaker. I mean I, I can see that happen and it's a it's an honor. It's a huge honor to call you my brother. No, like it's a me. huge honor to have a conversation with you and being candid and open. And no, you know, no. it's sometimes it's not that easy to just have a conversation. Uh, I know that I could always have a, a good conversation with you. I appreciate you. Love you, brother. I appreciate you. Go smile, baby. Oh shit! <laughs> go smile. I mean, listen. Go smile. Bike air. Go smile. I mean, no, it goes smile. hand in hand. It's a movie right there. That's Can right. I take a photo of that? Please? Yeah, please. The internet needs to see this, man. I don't think they've seen this shit. They probably did, but. <laughs> I mean, even the, even the other pair of sneakers that I got. I went to the video and I don't know. That's the first thing. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, we opened the conversation with one of my close friends, with my brother, Nigel Sylvester. It's not just about how hard you work, but it's who you surround yourself with. I'm very lucky to call him my brother and friend. In the meantime, Dr. Daniel out. You? Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you, brother. I mean, of course.